Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt our program of dance music to bring you a special bulletin from the Intercontinental Radio News. It's time for Peculiar Podcast. In your wildest dreams, you could not imagine the marvelous surprises that await you. Hosted by Pat Cashman. He had a fiery quality on the stage and off the stage, and he was gorgeous to look at. And back by his side, Lisa Foster. She has tattoos, she's cool. She's dangerous. Broadcasters turned rogue podcasters. It's <laughs> just a real nice surprise. They're back and on demand. Just press the button. See, you're on. Ready or not, it's Pat and Lisa. Some people without brains do an awful lot of talking, don't they? Yes, I guess you're right. <laughs> Quiet, numbskulls, I'm broadcasting. Yeehaw! Can you dig it? Yeah, yeah, I can dig it, yeah. I know if you are a listener that cares about this podcast, you're a little annoyed right now, perhaps even cranky. Uh, don't know what kind of mood you're in, Foster, but somehow I, I'm guessing it probably is cranky. I'm, I am cranky. I have been cranky all day. And I don't know, I, I, I don't know. It's a Sunday, first of all, that you and I are getting together on, and I just, I think... I've I've had to work all day and I haven't been able to kind of play and goof off. And then the biggest problem I think was how I woke up. I think that sets the tone for the day, don't you? Well, kind sure. Of, you know what I mean. So if if yeah. you wake up and it's it's beautiful out, maybe a singing bird is is what wakens you, or maybe a soft kiss. <laughs> A soft little kiss might waken you up, or uh, I don't know, just the sunshine coming through the blinds, or, or who yeah. knows what. That sounds like you had none of that. Yeah. That sounds like a nice way to wake up. No, I didn't. I, and first of all, I woke up at 6.30 this morning. It was way too early. It was far too early for me on a Sunday. What's your typical wake-up time? If you don't have a, another reason to get up. Because I know I tried to get in touch with you. I forget... Any time before noon, <laughs> forget about it, wouldn't you say? I'm up by I'm I'm up by eight. I know about, you're, about. you're physically on your feet, but uh, oh yeah, that's true. And then it takes me another hour, yeah. about nine thirty. Yeah. Okay. So so pretty much like when we did the morning radio show. <laughs> by the time you woke up, the show the was show over. was over. Yeah. Same here. <laughs> Yeah. I just, I, I never wanted, I never got used to getting up early. It just, I, I know. I was thinking about that today when I got up. I thought, I am so glad I don't do morning radio anymore. Oh my God. That was so painful. Yeah. I don't think Horrible. I could do it. I don't. You could. You could. I maybe, but it was painful. Maybe for a little while. It was painful. But so. It, and you pay for it. It's punishing. Oh, what a beautiful morning. So how did you, yeah. how did you wake up? Yes, what a wonderful day. So this morning around 6:30, I a noise wakes me up and it wasn't anything scary. This was the noise that woke me up. <laughs> and this this particular this yes, I'm going to do it for you. This particular noise, unlike any other noise that you hear, makes you shoot out of bed so fast. It is unlike any other noise you can hear. And here's the noise that I heard. That's what and I you're <laughs> And you're immediately thinking to yourself, 
why did I pick that guy up last night? I knew he had too many margaritas. Right. So, no, poor little Quince was uh, sleeping with me. Yes, the puppy is still in his crate at night, but Quince uh, has been coming into bed with me. He barked in your dog? In your your bed? (laughs) He barked. Not in the bed. He wasn't under the covers, thank goodness. He was on top of the covers. He barked on the bed. (laughs) I think I'm going to throw up. I think I'm going to throw up. I think I'm gonna throw up my hands to the Lord. I think I'm gonna throw up. And so I, I thought, well, it's the middle of the night because it's so dark I'm out right now. We have wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you saying, well, it's the middle of the night? Think I'll roll back over, no, grab another no, couple hours. No, my thought, break. my thought was, it's the middle of the night. I'll clean it up, I'll deal with it, and then I'll just go back to bed. Well, it was 6:30, and I thought, by the time I do all that, I might as well just stay up. So that is what set the tone for my day today. Was the in the mid in the first thing in the morning? That's pretty Just, horrible. Yes, that's pretty horrible. It's so funny. Well, not funny, haha, but kind of <clears throat> because we found occasion to be sleeping this last night, same night you're talking about, in a motel. And one of the hardest things to do when you're driving around and you have two dogs is to find pet friendly places. Yeah, that's true. <clears throat> Excuse me. They just are really hard to find. Mm-hmm. And what does pet friendly mean anyway? And how much are they going to charge you? Uh, so, and, and what what is what pets are okay? Can you bring a, an anaconda in there, <laughs> or a gorilla, <laughs> or a house, house plant? What where what is it? So we found this great place, and it's pet friendly. And and uh, if you get there's a, a website called Fido. dot com or something like that that tells you about pet friendly. Motels, and kind of, you can kind of weed through things more quickly that way. And it mm-hmm. gave it five dog bones. So what does that mean? That means good. You mean good for the good for the pets or good for the people? Good for both. I mean, oh, that, that, okay. they, that they really do cater to pets, and uh, you know, maybe even pamper them a little bit. You go, you know, we go up, and there's dog dishes all around the, every entrance. Like, so a good vibe. So yeah. we go in, we stay there, and it's cheap. The place was beautiful and it was cheap. And I don't mind telling you, it's a stay bridge. I think it's part of the Marriott group, I believe. Uh, we paid, uh, I don't know, by the time we got the discounts because of our mental condition and all of that. Uh, <laughs> but it was under 100 bucks, which is great. And you got two dogs. Oh, that's, yeah, it, that's really good. So we Did you get a free breakfast? Did you get we a free got breakfast? A, a beautiful breakfast. Yes. Oh, you love the free breakfast. Love the oh, free breakfast. Not always, but this one was great. Because sometimes free breakfast are like those little teeny boxes of cereal that you can get and yeah. maybe a cup and of coffee. Those, That's been... And those powdered eggs that just those you know powdered what? scrambled eggs that are oh god. I, I, you know what? what? I have to I have to confess something. I love them. You do? I like those kind of eggs, scrambled eggs. I, I'm the only guy I know, but that's I go, I love them. They're great. I lo- I go for them in a big way. My wife can't figure it out either. They're all they're all crumbly and and they're just they mm. crumble. They're not even eggy. Mm. They're just like they're yep. <laughs> they're like egg dust oh, is oh, what they are. <laughs> oh, oh, so good. Well, not the ones I had today. They were they were firm egg like. Uh, they even, I think I even saw a feather in one of them. So it was pretty, not bad. So, uh, 
So we bring our dogs in. We, we, we travel with our dogs a lot, and we go to pet-friendly places. And, and so we stay the night in this one, and I, we go in, and I think, God, this is a beautiful room. This is really nice. I can't believe this is a pet-friendly place. Had a kitchenette in it. Uh, very, very nice. Two, you know, and, and what we look for are those suites where you can put, yeah. the, put the dogs in one room, and then your bedroom is in the other, and you can close the door. And this had that. It was great. It's perfect. Dogs are tired. We're tired. Good night. See you in the morning. Perfect. What could possibly go wrong? Yeah, I, I wake up about six in the morning, uh, and I don't. And, and during during the night, I've heard uh, you know the the bigger dog will come and he'll bump on the door. You can hear this noise when you're in bed. He'll kind of bump on the door. It'll be like, <laughs> you know, and he wants he, in. Does he, he wants to sleep with you guys. Yeah, or he something. wants to be on. He wants to be on the bed. I guess. And so we I heard this in the middle of the night. But then I also heard uh, 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 uh. I thought, well, he just be on a pill. I'll ignore it. Oh no. To my peril. Oh, I no. go out in the morning, open the door, <laughs> and <laughs> it's it's like I can already guess. Oh, it's it's as bad as it could possibly be. And there's two <laughs> pools of it. Is it? You know, it uh, seems to it, me we talk about it, this sort of stuff way too much on these podcasts, and I'm sorry is it, in advance, and we'll wrap it up here, but it, just say it was as bad was it, as it can get. Was it the top end or the bottom end? Oh, it was the bottom end. Oh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Are you kidding me? Ah. Do, do, do. It looked. Sorry. It, it. I'm not even going to go on. <laughs> oh, but it was baby. really bad. And there was. Yeah, I feel, I feel bad for him. Um, but poor little just, guy. So any illusions I had that I was going to stay up later, that was over with. And then we you got to figure called, out. Okay, we we should we should have called each yeah, other this morning. Compared notes because I couldn't figure out. Now, now you could scoop up your entire bedspread and take it down to the washing machine, I suppose. Right. But in my yes. case, what do I do? It's on this carpet, and I... Oh, I see. It's on the carpet, not in the kitchen. Well, yeah. Luckily, the kitchenette had a spatula. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe you're not cranky. Why aren't well, you cranky? Because it's over with. It's, in, <laughs> it, it's, it's done. It's said and done. That's a good way to look at it. I sort of yeah. have carried this grudge all day around with me, and I need to just let it go. So, okay. Yeah. So, but uh, we we love our dogs, don't we? Yeah. Just, yes, uh, we do. Okay, I got to tell you something I saw. So I was in. I'm in this motel, and it's in Portland. And um, I turn on the news, and there is um, uh, there there's a station in Portland, KOIN TV, Channel Six, that carries the show that my son and I are are doing called Up Late Northwest, and in their uh, you know, you hit the info button, and in their description of the show, there are names around there. I think, gee, that that I never see our name in the description uh, in the Seattle market where the show originates, but here, there's our name. So, so you're talking, 
That was nice. You're talking about you're talking about when you hit the guide like yeah. the button that yeah. says tell me what the show's about. Okay, got it. Yeah, that. So that That's, was cool. Okay. Okay. So, um, so I, I, and I'm not going to stay up and watch the show, obviously, but uh, I was watching the late news on another channel, KGW, which is a sister station in Portland of King TV in Seattle and uh, NBC affiliate as well. And so I'm watching their news and they and they come on and and you'll never guess what the lead story was. I mean, here we are. We're just days away from a presidential election. As uh, you and I are recording this, there is chaos going on in Syria, and mm-hmm. there and we're trying to retake, uh, and the Iraqis are trying to retake mm-hmm. the city of Mosul. I mean, there are mm-hmm. there are storms and and there's all kinds of things yes. that could have been the lead story on yes. KGW's news last night. Here's was this was the lead story: Coyote kills cat. Oh no! Now listen to you. No, I know. I mean, I I see what you're saying, but now I feel that's the top story. That's sad. Well, if it that's not my point. I know that's not your point. What is sad is the way is the way that uh, TV local TV news has fallen to becoming inconsequential uh, in when it's not prurient and it just. completely irrelevant it's just what what do you mean that's the top story how does that story affect me on most of the right. people watching except the owner of the cat? well well if the coyote's still out there maybe it was oh it's a... still out there they made that clear it is as if an escaped killer had gotten out of the oregon <laughs> state like five of them had gotten out of the oregon state penitentiary Ooh, yep. important for people to know but i think you're right i don't know that it should be the the lead story of the night no i do you think yeah i mean come on coyote cat that story goes back at least 700 years you know that's what's new coyotes always kill cats now I, that's I'll, true i'll grant you it's in the it's in a neighborhood so now it seems we're not out on the prairie now we're in you know in a neighborhood uh, we're in a cul-de-sac the cul-de-sac of fear <laughs> the the yeah. part of death. And Did they have a big splashy banner that went with it? And yeah, yeah. you know, yeah, they yeah. Had, the they, whole, it was, they were live. There's a guy. The graphics. Oh, really? A guy, Is it a live reporter? Yeah, yeah. There's a guy standing out. <laughs> it is believed the cat was wandering around right here. Uh, you can still see a little blood if you look close. Oh. Larry, can you zoom in on that so we can see that? Well, he didn't do that, but I mean, that's what it was. It was, wow. it was treated as if, uh, you know, a plane had dr- flown into a building. It was that kind of gravity <laughs> to it. And wow. Coyote killed that, cat. Lead story. Well, you know, maybe that's such a sleepy little town that you know, it's it's like it's like Pleasantville. Like all good things happen, so maybe that is a big deal there. That it's just it's inconceivable that something that horrific could happen. Well, I will tell you this: that later in the newscast, albeit maybe one, only one or two stories from that, was a story about an accident where more than one person had been killed in Portland. A, de- a car accident? Humans were killed. Not felines, real humans. But that was not the, the top story. Wow. So I just, I I give you Exhibit A. I don't know what the 
what the trial is about, but there is Exhibit A for your approval. Here's another- it's probably it's probably not even true anyway because you know the media. Yeah, that's true. Can't can't be trusted. That's right. That whole thing was rigged. Probably wasn't. That's right. Probably wasn't even a cat. It probably wasn't even a coyote. <laughs> it's a guy in a coyote suit. Yeah, exactly. You're right. Uh, speaking of that, and, and as you alluded to, uh, our political season, which is, mm-hmm. which is, I mean, it, not to make a pun, but it trumps every other uh, oh, possible yes. dramatic or ridiculous uh, drama uh, show, real uh, reality program, anything else. If you, the best viewing is what's going on in real life right now in this crazy election, it may disturb yeah. you. You may be sick of it, but. You've only got a couple more weeks to go of this stuff. Well, and I, so well, I, I'll just tell you quickly. We were so we're driving along today. I'm hurrying home so we can do this uh, podcast. And there's a around the area of Sandy, Sandy, Oregon, which is past Portland, but you're not yet to Mount Hood. There's okay. a big billboard for a real estate company. You see a picture of a real estate guy there, and then smaller pictures. Of Hillary and of Donald Trump. They're part of the mm-hmm. billboard as well. And the headline on the billboard from the real estate company says, moving to Canada, eh? Let, <laughs> let us sell your home. I've, yeah, I've actually seen similar that's billboards a, around. That's yes. pretty good. <clears throat> Very clever. That's capitalizing on, you're not going to sell a lot of houses from people who really are going to move to Canada, but the point is that it catches your eye. It gives you a smile yeah. in this time of eye rolling, and uh, who knows? You know, sometimes people who demonstrate a quality like a sense of humor get rewarded by somebody's <laughs> business. Hey, are you okay? <laughs> yeah, like sorry. you're giving yourself a high. <laughs> sorry, I was trying to turn my mic down. I thought it was your dog. That. You'll have to cut that part. Oh out. no, no, no! This is that's the featured part. You should, that's you right. should tease that part of it. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Well, you know, I have had to uh, actually, I was consuming way too much CNN, and I had to actually, um, hold on a second, I'm going to cough again. <coughs> hold on. Ah, okay. Okay, now she went into a coughing jag back there. Let me start I, over. I did cut all of that. <coughs> okay. Although you will be able to hear it on the director's cut. <laughs> Wait. That's right, the the unrated version. So uh, I have had to cut out CNN for I was consuming far too much of it, and there it is, is a kind of cra- uh, of oral and 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 visual crack that you can't turn away. From. It is, yeah. but it it can be really damaging to your mental health, and I'm surprised you didn't pick up on this. There's a there was an actual article in uh, the Bulletin, which comes out of Bend, Oregon, serving Central Oregon since 1903. Thank you. And they were talking about uh, therapists are hearing more and more about election anxiety. Yeah. This is a real thing where. Uh, there are uh, psychologists are saying, we, you know, we've been practicing for 30 years and never seen patients having such strong reactions to an election. And this is apparently an epidemic. There's anger and anxiety about the election and high levels of it. And it's I think that might have been adding to my my bad mood. Have you been feeling any of that? Oh, I, yeah. I certainly have. Yeah. yeah. In fact, I am I'm, I'm of the opinion without any documented proof that 
that this election is is tearing some friendships apart, and, yes. and I think it's causing some family discord. It has to be. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe it has now to whether be. it continues after that, I don't know. But you know, I have disagreements with friends about <clears throat> this uh, election, and I, I, you know, I'll make a secret of it that I I can't believe anybody would vote for Donald Trump. That's where I'm coming from. I, I just don't get mm-hmm. it. But, um, but but it's coming from people that are supporters that I thought, man, I thought I knew them really well. And yeah, he's, and, and, he's, that... and, 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 and it won't ruin our friendship, but it, it just right. caught me by surprise. Because when you're with your friends, you've, yes. that's your comfort zone. And you freely talk about things like politics and you share your opinion and you, you prattle on and on. And you don't take a poll first to see if everybody's on the same page because they always have been for most things before because you know them so well. So it just that is another so yeah that's by, another it, issue. Yeah, it just caught me by complete surprise. Well, you uh, know, Pat, actually, uh, you're joking about it, but I actually do think uh, Mr. Trump has some good ideas. And I said, "Oh, really? Oh, mm-hmm. what are they?" Yeah. So, so now, and and of course, this is obvious. But if I'm going to any place where I don't know somebody, or if I'm going to do a public event or speak or whatever, of course, I wouldn't make jokes about my politics in the midst of what I'm saying from the podium because I'm not a, I'm not a stand-up comedian I'm not there to talk politics or to do political humor usually I'm an MC or I'm doing a keynote or whatever so that's not my place to be talking at least I don't think so because it's not it's it's none of my mm-hmm. business and none of anybody else's business but when you before you do a job and you've run into this too I'm sure you sit around, you're, you're talking to people, you don't know them, but you're just getting ready to go on or you've just talked to them afterwards and small talk and <clears throat> and uh, and you can steer yourself into a conversation because it is so front of mind right now. It's, yes. It's not something that's just that somebody has to bring up. It's right there ready to go because mm-hmm. it's in your face so much. So I've, I've learned that don't talk about it, you know, just – don't go there. Right? It's all mm-hmm. it does is cause hard, uh, you know, like you said, anxiety and and uh, yeah. Don't misunderstand me. I'm not saying we should toss away or subordinate our opinions and beliefs. And I love a good spirited debate. I mean, we treasure our free speech. But I'm talking about those situations where my personal opinions are irrelevant to the occasion that I've been asked to be a part of. Yeah. So so therapists are trying to offer patients coping techniques because we do have another couple of weeks of this and it may not even be over on Election Day. So um, but you're right. The they're they're also dealing with people who, just like you said, have a lot of anxiety because they're finding out that the people, family members or friends that they thought they were uh, kindred spirits with are voting a different way than they are. And that is causing an enormous amount of stress. So the anxiety, the overall level of anxiety in America right now is at apparently an all-time high. Doesn't matter matter whether you're a Republican or a Democrat or otherwise, it has been relentless because yeah. of yeah. so much of uh, just everything that's happening. The debates, as you know, highest rated debates ever, all three of them. Mm-hmm. I watched all three of them. Did you? Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. I've, I watched it I've, uh, with uh, we planned our day around it. It was like watching the Seahawks game for us. Or I mean, yeah, that was yeah. no, we were we're not going to be in a place where we couldn't see it. And, and yeah. that that just 
I mean, I've always found myself every presidential year, every president, every four years, I find myself suddenly watching a lot of cable news, TV, more and more and more. And and I heard a comedian say the good thing about the election ending is that we can stop watching TV cable now. But, <laughs> right. But uh, and then once the election is over, I don't watch it for three and a half years will go by and I don't watch, you know, uh, hardball. I don't watch uh, all the other shows. I just I don't even they're they're not of interest to me except in, uh, during a presidential election. I don't know why that is. But uh, so I, I know the uh, that my habits are going to change here shortly. But, man, I'm 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 telling you, it is just crazy stuff and it's because there hasn't been a there hasn't been a routineness to it there has been one mm-hmm. you think oh man that's it it's like a it's mm-hmm. like one of those crazy pot boiler dramatic mm-hmm. tv shows oh man this oh i can't believe this one and then the next week you tune in for the next episode oh they went yeah. even farther this time oh i can't believe it it's like that tv show shameless i don't know if you've seen mm-hmm. that one it just no it's so outrageous, no. and you think, okay, that's it. they got to shut this production <laughs> down, and then the next week it's something even more out there. Th- that is what I think <clears throat> this election is going to be noted for, this campaign. It's go- it will have changed things forever. It wasn't very many years ago. You would get a, a guy like uh, George Romney, who was uh, the other younger Romney's father. He said some little thing during a campaign and all of a sudden he was he was out of it there wasn't any way he, his campaign was going to go anywhere famously edmund muskie the senator from maine uh, was was seen out crying he, he shed a tear or two nobody's even mm. sure if he really did because it was snowing it could have been melting melting mm. snow on his face but it but every, but then the, then everybody said, oh, that guy's too big of a wimp to be president. We can't have him. Yeah. It, it, the the elections would turn on little turns, little choices of words or phrases, mm-hmm. the smallest thing it would seem, and it could change somebody's campaign trajectory altogether. But now, uh, especially with uh, Donald Trump, there seems to be no no single thing you can say that is too outrageous. To keep you going, and I and so even after he's gone, presumably from the, at least from the election uh, cycle, uh, that I think is going to be a permanent change in the way uh, presidents campaign. We, they'll be able to say more, get away with more. I think behaviorally, that's not necessarily a very good thing, but I, I think mm-hmm. it's a permanent. That's going to be a permanent change in the way politics is uh, conducted mm-hmm. at least the election part of it yeah what do you think i i agree i think i sort of bristled when i saw these athletes say we never talk like that in the locker room that's just not so i don't think that's true i mean i don't think it's it, it's necessarily an epidemic but it, yeah sure it goes on in, in mm-hmm. a in a male locker room Guys, guys are different than women. I think they are. I mean, I know they are. And uh, I, I recognized what Trump was doing 
and I recognize Billy Bush is, <laughs> you know, kind of, kind of going along yeah. with it and wanting to be a one a guy like you know. So I mean right. that 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 some I heard people say, "Oh man, I never heard anything like that." I have, and it, really? it's really stupid. Uh, yeah. And I, and, and, I and I and I'm not, you know, I I, I wasn't a, wasn't a part of it, but I've heard it. Yeah, uh, even way back when I was in high school in the locker room. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, baseball or track and field or stuff like. So it's not. It, he's not that. Trump's not that big of a freak in that regard. But he. Um, True. But but it does, it does give you a tremendous insight into his character. But but we also know either anecdotally or or uh, at least by innuendo that the character of a lot of people that have been presidents of the United States uh, since the beginning of time. Uh, since the first president, they haven't always been the greatest people in the world. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, you know, Jack Kennedy, one of the greatest presidents ever. He was the worst husband ever. I mean, Maybe. he was riddled. <clears throat> he was riddled with STDs because of well, all his philandering. I don't know about that. Oh yes, he riddled was. You don't know that. <laughs> I, I read about it. I think it. the part about him being a philanderer is probably true. There's enough yeah. circumstantial and anecdotal evidence to support that. I don't know about his diseases. I do know that he he was he he was sick a lot of his life. I mean, really sick. Mm. And he actually had the last rites of the church administered to him twice. He was that close to dying on different occasions. So maybe he had a fatalistic attitude and. It's like I don't care. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get all the women and all the. I'm gonna do what I want. My God, cause I ain't got long to live, and I'm gonna live every bit of it. And who am I talking to right now? It's me. I have it's, no idea. It's Jack. <laughs> oh, sorry. I thought I was talking to one of the guys. I thought I was talking to Bobby. Sorry. Yeah. But I don't. Who who knows the psychology of it? But but never before have we seen it. In our face, as you know, that you can't turn away. This time, it's not just a rumor or some innuendo or something like you just read in a book. This is real. This guy really said this stuff, and then mm-hmm. and and okay, so he's caught, he's caught, and he didn't know his mic on. Give just to say that that's the case. Give him a mm-hmm. give him a pass on that. The, the other stuff he you know he says about women, that's good enough to not vote for him. Uh, well, but people will make the argument that that's that doesn't make him a good president or not. <clears throat> Bill Clinton was also uh, horrible uh, towards women and oh, towards no. his wife. Well, now that that may or may not be true. Oh no, <laughs> boy, you were know. you were. What are you? I know. Are you <clears throat> eating? Are you I am, cheese? I have al- I have allergies today. So, and I keep trying to turn off my mic, but I can't turn it off. It will not turn off. Just like Donald Trump, I have a hot mic. Yeah. Can't get away from the hot mic. That's right. Unless, of course, during the debate, your mic's not working. Hey, do you want to just do right. gun one big clarity? I'm good. I'm going to take a cough drop here right now, but I'm probably going to choke on that, too. So, no, I got it. Oh, we've been all over the place talking about this presidential race, but, I, I, you know, everybody, anybody. Let me ask you this. They've never seen anything like it. So, that, yeah, that let me part ask you this. certainly true. 
Uh, obviously, we're in Washington State, mail-in ballots, and uh, I'm going to be getting mine. I'm actually not going to mail mine. I just I feel really weird about it. I've had mail being stolen, you know, anyway, and I just I don't know why. I feel like it could take one rogue post office guy that would just, like, throw away all the ballots. So I'm actually going to trot a, mine on. That is the way they're rigging this thing. Yeah, so I'm going to trot it. mine on. He's right. On on down to the they have the, bought up they have bought all the mailmen in the United States uh, right the Clinton campaign has now on on uh, I know Donald Trump thinks it's November 28th but it's actually November 8th is when the election is I'm gonna be out of town working I'm gonna be actually teaching a class that night I am trying not to be hysterical here don't get me wrong but should I be worried about being out that night, do you think there's going to be violence and unrest? And and what do you think is going to happen that night as the results come in? Or do you think we're even going to have the results that night? I don't know that we will. I think it's going to be utter chaos. Um, I think there will be uh, – no, I'm, I'm kidding. Well, of course, it depends on where you are. Now, if you're I, – I don't even well, know where I'm thinking of, but there, I, I think there will be dis- – Probably demonstrations of unhappiness. Uh, there'll mm-hmm. probably be some violence. Uh, if there's, if that's going to happen during the campaign, it's probably, right. probably definitely going to happen when the campaign results are known, because they'll, they'll, there'll be quarters of people that will dispute them, of course, uh, as Mr. Trump has set people up to do that exactly that. But uh, and then yeah, I, I would much you know, rather you know. be locked in my house safely, but I'm not. I'm going to be out and. Uh, I'm going to be in the Bay Area in California, and um, I, I, you know they have uh, <laughs> they've closed down freeways before with protests there, and it just oh god, I just don't want to have to deal with that. Well, I, I don't. I should, I, I should probably I should probably be packing some heat that night mm, just to keep myself safe. Yeah. Well, yeah, you can do that. No, I, I just you know don't get hysterical over this. I mean, I, I'm not. They're, they're I'm just hear, worried about it. No, don't worry. I wouldn't worry a bit about it. However, I will. On the other hand, I would say that when a team, when a city's team, wins a championship, uh, there, and when people lose a championship, they get mad, and they 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 break windows and they turn cars upside down and they set them on fire and they're because they're really upset. The winners break windows and turn cars upside down and set them on fire because they're really happy. Mm-hmm. So, so I'm just saying if people. People will do that whether they're happy at the result or unhappy with the result. Yeah. And yeah. they'll get Don't just s- as worked up over yeah. a sports event as they will over who's going to be the president. Yeah. Don't say people because it's not people, Pat. It's men. Men are the ones that are doing that. I just don't think that's true. <laughs> I think, I think if you will, I, I, there are a number of studies that prove that women create are the ones doing more this. Of the rioting and they are knocking off more liquor stores and and in more fist fights than any man so and i think we have studies that prove that yeah me and my girlfriends burned a car once it was really fun you know yeah you know but it who cares because that's the other thing that's been so amusing to me this year is is the blatant denial of things that were said when they are can be demonstrated to be exactly what was previously said because it's on videotape or it's on audio mm-hmm. tape yet there's still denials 
complete guy right. was never said. That is not yeah. true. I never said that. So now, now we're at a time, and again, this could be a game changer where it will no longer matter in the pursuit of the top office in the country or any office, really, what you say, because it really doesn't matter whether what you said is true or not, because who the heck knows, mm-hmm. who the heck knows what is true or not anymore? Man has always and, trying to been always trying to find that thing which is true, and and I think it's harder to find than ever now, even though mm-hmm. we supposedly have evidence. By the way, uh, to the future Trumps uh, or or Clintons of of the world, always assume that you're either on camera, being listened to, or that the little emails or the text messages you send are are still out there and they're going to come and bite you in the rear. Yeah, but wait a minute. But wait a minute. You're, you're saying that as a warning to somebody who cares about those things. It doesn't matter to people who don't think that they're offensive. It doesn't matter to people who don't believe that that's wrong. And it doesn't matter to people who think it's harmless. So th- that isn't going to help anybody. A lot of people say no, but that I'm, stuff and go... I'm saying anybody that has uh, that is an unscrupulous person but still wants to be president... But they Don't might not the think they're being unscrupulous. They might not think that they're being unscrupulous. They might think that's perfectly fine. It's all right. Well, it's perfectly okay. I could see a mentality where someone would say, someone would say or do anything. Um, they might even kill somebody, but but they could at the same time maintain that all of that is justified because when I become right. president, I'm going to make this place, this nation, so much better. That all of the all the things I have to do to finally get to the point where I can do those good things, mm-hmm. they're going to be all be forgiven at least in my mind because it was worth it because now I'm president and I'm going to make everybody so happy. I mean, there's almost to me a dimension of that in the way Trump is going about his pursuit of the office and and the and and uh, the Democrat Clinton too as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've done some stuff. I'm not proud of it. Yeah, I've done this. I've done. But wait till I get into office. Everybody's going to love me. They're going to love what I do, what I stand for, what, how I change their lives and make them better. And nobody's even going to remember all the stuff that I did to get here. Love me, love me, love me, love me. Without love, I cannot live. The one thing I learned most from this campaign was this really interesting ability to never answer a question. And I I think it's actually quite brilliant. It's fun to watch, isn't it? Yeah. I didn't know you could just do that. So I, when someone asks me a question, I pretty much always answer it. But now this whole art of deflection is fabulous. I'm going to just like bounce right around questions that make me uncomfortable and just deflect right into something else. It's really actually quite – it's interesting to watch the skill that that takes. Yeah. Well, I think it's a skill learned early that we just forget that we we already knew how to do. For example, when you bring home I, a crappy report card, right. you immediately deflect and say, well, you know, this isn't very good, but Larry Jenkins – uh, mm-hmm. In my very same class, got a far worse report card than I do. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you some other things about Larry Jenkins that you <laughs> right. <may not> know. Yeah. <laughs> right. 
Right. Yeah, it's interesting to watch. And it's not just the uh, uh, the uh, the nominees. It's the the campaign managers and the vice presidents. And it's just it's insane. And all the pundits that are talking and the, the pundits on. If you watch the CNN, it's just a big old circus of deflection. Yeah, no, it's, 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 it's fascinating. It's fun to watch in a, in a twisted sort of way. It really is. Uh, uh-huh. The uh, Trump spokesperson, Kellyanne Conway, is about as masterful as you can get. She I, is a master at it. And I've noticed that the key to what she does is just keep that smile going. That's right. Keep she smiles. Smile going. And she uses yes, but a lot. Yes, but, yes, but, yes, but, yes, but. So she does that a lot. Yeah. It's fascinating to watch her. You should just tell uh, Trump, just do what I do and you'll be fine. <clears throat> right. Yeah. But, I mean, she's also um, – from what I know of her background, she's been a longtime Republican consultant. Um, so somebody, some friend of mine said, well, I bet she's going to write this book, this tell-all book about what went on behind the scenes during the Trump campaign. And I said, I don't think so. Uh, she's pretty loyal. I don't, I don't think she's going to give away any of the dirt, uh, even though privately she must be enormously frustrated with uh, as they go over these talking points and then – and then their candidate goes out and goes off the rails and says some stuff that they'd never <laughs> talked about. What? What are you doing? That's what I would now, love to see behind the scenes is the reaction of the people working for him. Now, I know that you watched all the debates. Did you get a chance to watch the uh, Al Smith uh, charity dinner uh, with Hillary and Clinton and Donald Trump? Yes, I did. Uh, Al Smith was um, – a- Alfred E. Smith – Memorial, uh, yeah. Memorial yeah, he Foundation. Was, he yeah. was, uh, I think he was a New York governor or New York mayor. I can't remember which. Very popular governor of New York four times. He was the Democratic candidate for president in 1928. He was a Roman Catholic. But uh, but so this this uh, event that you're talking about is a, is a fundraiser for Catholic charities. And it's a mm-hmm. tradition, and they do it every election cycle. And it is... Uh, always been a place where the two front-running candidates. I don't know if Ross Perot spoke at it back when or not as a as a third-party candidate, but they always are part of this, and it's done. It's all joking. It's like a, a roast, and usually, traditionally, the candidates will tell jokes mostly about themselves. It's self-deprecating stuff, right? Yeah. That's what it's supposed to be, but it it really sort of <clears throat> went off the rails into just more jabbing and biting. A little bit, and, little bit. <clears throat> and, and the most priceless, well, there are two things that distracted me, and I know this distracted a lot of other people, was that woman in the red dress that was right behind the, the podium. You know, it's funny you'd mention that. With amazing cleavage. Uh, she's the Fox News anchor. I don't even remember her name, but she had white gloves on, fantastic earrings. Her name is and, something like Maria Bartolissimo or something. She's a... Uh, She's a Wall. She's a news anchor. She's a Wall Street business reporter, and she's been on a couple of different <clears throat> networks. Yeah, I yeah. mean, she had to be trending, as they say, really. Yeah. At least uh, in two big ways that were obvious. Yeah. yeah. Her her uh, her boobs were amazing. She just and she then... happened to be positioned right behind where yeah. they were speaking, right behind, kind of behind and to the left of the podium. You couldn't miss her. Yeah. You couldn't miss them. Yeah. You couldn't miss she them. She had a bit of a and Sophia then, Loren look. And it yes. Was, yeah, pretty spectacular. 
And then, of course, Rudy Giuliani with his his glasses. It looked like somebody punched him in the glasses because his glasses were not sitting on his face right. And he had – and then he just had just a scowl on his face the whole night. Yeah. Just scowling. Yeah. And he was, sit- he was seated right next to her, but they would grab a – a close-up of him every once in a while, and he just was not having any fun at all. It kind of has that distinctly Dracula look. I bid you welcome. Listen to them. Children of the night. What music they make. Another guy that is having a lot of trouble with his glasses is James Carville. <laughs> well, he ought to come down and and, uh, and, and he, he he his glasses fit him just terrible, uh, just terrible. They they don't even look like a pair that he bought at an actual glasses store. Yeah. <laughs> they they're all twisted around and have a thing. And he ought to he ought to be able to afford a better pair. At least a, a, a mid scale optometrist could help him out a lot. His glasses. Did he? I, did he really say that? No, but I'm thinking. No, somebody needs to address his glasses. Yes. And, what is going on with his dumb glasses? That's where you mentioned Giuliani. I think that's where he's getting his his tips on the, on that kind of look. <laughs> Hilarious. I can't take my eyes off, off James Carville's glasses when he speaks. I don't even know what he's saying. You ever get so focused on the way somebody looks, you have no idea what they're talking about? Yes. Don't care. Like Maria Bartolis is just them all or whatever. Or whatever her name yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. It was they were spectacular. Wow. Okay, so I somebody asked me in in closing here, they asked me, um, do you remember the old bit that they used to do on Saturday Night Live? It was called Deep Thoughts by Jack Handy. <laughs> yeah. It would just be a guy's voice saying some weird thing. As if it was a kind of a pseudo philosophical statement. Mm-hmm. Well, some guy said, I'd like to do those for uh, uh, a website that I'm doing. And, and he, so he wanted me to to write a bunch and record a bunch. And I haven't done them yet, but I wrote a few. And I wanted to just run them by you and see if okay. you think they will work. I, I don't want to do a blatant ripoff of deep thoughts, but it's that sort of thing. Okay. Uh, and don't laugh. You don't have to laugh. They're not necessarily laugh out loud. Uh, they're just weird. Okay, and so let me see if I, I'll send some of my uh, favorites here. Let's see. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Okay. When I was a kid, I had a really mean stepmother. One time when I was crying, she told me she'd give me something to cry about. Then she made me watch Old Yeller three times. Okay? Um, <laughs> that's that's good. When he was little, all the neighbor kids used to call my brother Mike four eyes. Dad used to say it was because he wore glasses. I think it was because he had four eyes. All right. Okay. How about this one? I think Abraham. But wait, 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 wait. Stop. You got to do it in the in the voice that's a little more it's uh you know what I mean? It's very thoughtful. It's Yeah, I don't I don't want You're 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 selling it too much. You're too excited about your little Oh, okay. More flat? Yeah, more Okay. You know, I, right here. I think Abraham Lincoln used. There you it, go. <laughs> I think Abraham Lincoln used that fancy name, Emancipation Proclamation, so that most white people wouldn't know what he was up to. <laughs> okay. One time, a friend of mine was accosted in an alley by a guy who threatened to shoot him. 
My friend responded coolly by saying, Watch out, I've also got a gun. It's in my pocket, and it's made of jello. It's a congealed weapon. The guy laughed pretty hard at my friend's quick-witted joke. Then he shot him. Okay. okay. How about this one? I know a guy so vain, he wears a hairpiece, but it's so obviously fake. Everybody at the gym who sees him in the shower knows that's not his real pubic hair. <laughs> okay, now you don't, you don't... I hate these. Okay, you do? What, I kind of do. What about this one? I guess I'm lucky to have an identical twin, except I've never acknowledged him because everybody says he's so weird looking. <laughs> I was wondering about something. When an, or many, when an ordinary guy is killed by somebody, they say he's been murdered. But when an important guy is killed by somebody, they say he's been assassinated. So I don't know if my uncle was an ordinary guy or an important guy. All I know is they say he was bumped off. How many more do you have, Pat? I can stop right now. I just think I'm really starting to hit my stride here. Uh, Okay, let me see if I can just find one that will salvage all of this. How about this? God God said, let there be light, and there was light. I wish God had said, let there be TV cable. But even then, it would probably be sometime between 9 a.m. and 3 p.m. to get installed. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm, I'm telling okay. you, I'm going to get one here. I, I know we're running out of time. How about this one? I liked that one. So oh. is this the deal? Is this the deal? If I like it, you'll stop? Well, if. Because yeah, I, I wanna... loved, I loved that last one. <laughs> that was good. All right. If you love that one, wait till you hear this one. <laughs> My dad used to say, boy, if these walls could talk. Imagine his surprise one day when the walls did talk. Unfortunately, we couldn't make the words out. They were pretty muffled through the plaster. <laughs> and finally, this is my last one. This okay, is good. One. okay. Good. I promise. Good. Okay. My great uncle used to say, if you love someone, set them free. Of course, he would say that since he was doing 35 to life for murder. What? what? Oh, okay. I get put it. Check by that one. Okay. Yeah. Put a check by that one. Winner. I think, you know what? I think it's just that I'm cranky today. Yeah. They're probably good. Do, do, do them all for me another time and I'll like them. But I'm just cranky today. A friend of mine, Carl Jenkins, oh my was always in a bad mood. But he always wanted also to climb to the top of a mountain near our hometown. He tried again and again until he died, cranky to the end. Last week, in a special ceremony, the mountain was dedicated in Carl Jenkins' honor with a plaque that reads, Mount Cranky. Are we done? Yep, it's over. It's over.
Thanks for listening to Peculiar Podcast. I hate goodbyes. <laughs> Join Pat and Lisa online at PeculiarPodcast.com. The gift that keeps on giving the whole year. And on the Peculiar Podcast Facebook fan page. Sweet. On Twitter at Peculiar Podcast, at Mr. Pat Cashman, and at Foster Chick. Join us and live in peace or pursue your present course and face obliteration. Oh.